And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. And Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena, and happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. Second day of November, if you can believe it. I know. Flying by. Flying and by. It's kind of warm for November, wouldn't you agree? I know. I think this, this time last year, I remember it being very uh, chilly. chilly. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Usual, unusual, even chillier for a November, I think it was last year and the year before that. At that uh, so, uh, yeah, the weather's getting weird. If you need further context, tune in to Tuesdays for tomorrow, everyone. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's our environmental segment, in case you're uh, wondering, Adam. All right. Quick, quick plug. <laughs> Let's uh, jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify these major headlines for our listeners. Uh, starting with President Yoon's uh, remarks at a town hall meeting yesterday. This is our first keyword. Yoon slams monopolies. So President Yoon has slammed what he called the monopoly of banks and the taxi hailing service from Kakao Mobility, which came under fire recently for its own reporting system when it was first established, right? I mean, it essentially blocked people from using, well, taxi drivers for using multiple platforms. Can you run us through what the president had to say? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yoon has taken aim at these banks and also these kind of monopolistic uh, platform companies uh, recently. And yes, Kakao T, uh, for one, has been kind of in a controversy uh, lately with that kind of uh, monopolistic mm. and what is being deemed as kind of, you know, uh, power abuse uh, kind of tactics. Now, uh, Yoon was speaking at a town hall meeting where he discussed uh, economic and livelihood issues with around 60 citizens. He said banks function like a monopoly and often abuse their power. And he said the government shouldn't ignore such behavior. And he emphasized that banks have grown to resemble government agencies. Mm -hmm. Now, he expressed the need to introduce competition into uh, the banking system to prevent such monopolistic behavior. Uh, he highlighted the discrepancy between corporate loans and loans for households and small businesses, urging a change in the banking industry's attitude. Now, the president also uh, criticized Kakao Tea for exploiting its dominant market position. Uh, he described its practices as tyrannical and immoral. Uh, he called for government measures to address such behavior, including possibly reducing commissions for taxi drivers. And just hours after you made those comments, Kakao Mobility uh, announced plans to overhaul its commission system, saying it will meet with the taxi industry in the near future. Uh, to collect opinions on the matter. Of mm. course, if you reduce commissions, that's going to get some backlash from taxi drivers because it probably means less pay for them. So we'll have to see if any does any reduction in commissions does happen or what other measures um, they come up with. Now, in February, actually, the Fair Trade Commission uh, fined Kakao Mobility for favouring its franchise taxis over general cabs mm. when assigning calls by manipulating algorithms. Of course, Kakao is a tech firm at the end of the day so it does have the capacity to make such uh, adjustments mm. uh, to algorithms and basically uh, they uh, any taxis that were affiliated with cacao tea uh, the cacao basically uh, only uh, allowed them to take calls uh, that were made through cacao right. and blocked uh, calls from other rival uh, platform. So that, of course, uh, stirred some criticism. Now, Yoon also re reiterated his commitment to prioritizing 
the interests of ordinary citizens. He pledged to allocate the budget to address the real needs of the people uh, without political considerations. Of course, he made a budget speech um, yesterday and, uh, yeah, well, faced a bit of backlash from the opposition party. Uh, the DP leader also criticising uh, Yoon's town hall meeting as well, despite attending that pre-speech meeting uh, before Yoon's budget speech at the National uh, assembly. So, mm. yes, he was present, but uh, still strong opposition from the main opposition. <laughs> strong opposition from the main opposition. Yes. Uh, to be expected. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why they're there. Basically, right? <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to our second key word of the day. Tons of fraud. So the government has vowed to continue its efforts to combat housing rental fraud with a focus on Chunse's scams. It feels like we've been talking about this issue for, well, this entire year, frankly speaking. And it's because it's not easy to come up with crackdown measures, uh, monitoring, punishment. The, the process is pretty strenuous. Can you tell us more? Yeah, so uh, this issue has kind of been snowballing uh, right. ever since it's been making headlines, uh, and it is a major concern uh, even up until now. Uh, a lot of people uh, who are taking out these chance uh, rental schemes are not getting their security or their deposits back, which of course is causing a lot of concern. And it's kind of deterring people from taking out new chance mm. uh, contracts as well. And of course, um, uh, not just chance, but uh, monthly rentals as well, because you do have to pay a deposit for that type of uh, contract uh, for housing. Now, the announcement came after a meeting with related ministries uh, and the National Police Agency. This came a couple of days, actually, after President Yoon ordered the prosecution and the police to track down and punish rental scammers and their accomplices uh, to the end of the earth, in his words. Now, the government announced that it will continue to crack down indefinitely on uh, rental fraud cases in places like Suwon, Tejan and other areas with the combined efforts of all ministries. Uh, the government actually pledged to make sure that victims receive support and that those responsible are held accountable. Uh, Justice Minister Handogun stressed the importance of holding landlords as well as real estate agents and consulting agencies who engage in fraudulent activities accountable under the law. Uh, the Land Minister Wan Yong has pledged to expedite administrative procedures so that Victims can also receive the support they need properly. Uh, now, police have arrested uh, just over 5,500 people and they've investigated um, over 1,700 cases of lease fraud over the last 14 months. And nearly 480 people have actually been detained of that total. Now, confiscations and recovery of assets uh, under court orders have amounted to just over 116 billion won. Uh, the government is also working on amending uh, a related law to introduce heavier penalties for real estate crimes mm. uh, involving multiple victims. Mm. All right, Dan, let's move on. Uh, as we look at the scheduled trip for the U.S. Secretary of State next week, this is our third keyword of the day. Lincoln to Korea. So the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, will visit South Korea next week for discussions with his South Korean counterpart, Park Jin, on issues including the Seoul-Washington alliance, North Korea, uh, tensions in the Middle East, a war in Ukraine. Uh, what can we expect? Um, a lot of eyes on it, considering it's a first since President Yoon took office. That's right. It is the first under uh, his office. And it has been a while since uh, the Secretary of State has made a trip to uh, Korea, who will be making a two-day trip uh, starting next Wednesday uh, following a trip to Tokyo. will be the first 
uh, by Blinken to Seoul in two and a half years, mm. in fact. Now, the foreign ministry said agenda items include uh, the alliance between South Korea and the U.S., uh, North Korea issues, economic security and advanced technology, as well as regional and global situations. Of course, uh, the Israel-Hamas conflict, uh, the Russian war in Ukraine as well are obviously uh, going to be some topics that might be touched upon. Now, the foreign ministry said Blinken's visit is expected to provide uh, an important opportunity to further develop the South Korea-U.S. alliance. Uh, the visit comes as Seoul and Washington do ramp up their defense cooperation, especially in the face of increasing weapons tests by uh, Pyongyang. It also comes as North Korea is moving closer to Russia, fanning kind of Western fears that Pyongyang is providing Moscow with weapons for its war in Ukraine, although both sides have uh, vehemently denied such mm. allegations. Now, another issue up for discussion will be the coordination of policy on global supply chains and China ahead of a summit between uh, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping. A lot of eyes will be on that summit, uh, particularly. They'll be meeting on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. And the gathering could actually see a meeting between the Korean Mm -hmm. uh, and Chinese leaders as well, but nothing's been confirmed as of yet. So that's, of course, another international <laughs> gathering where a lot of eyes will be on or what kind of discussions and if any breakthroughs, intentions are made. Right. And could it potentially lead to the Korean and Chinese uh, leaders uh, sitting down next to each other? And maybe even the Chinese leader and the U.S. president meeting in the near future in the economic cooperation <laughs> meeting. Um, all of this is um, speculation at this point, frankly, um, hopeful speculation, but we'll wait and see. All right. Certainly will. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Exports rebound. So Korea's exports turned positive in October for the first time in 13 months. The country's trade balance also recorded a surplus for the fifth consecutive month since uh, June. Uh, can we say export rebound, like maybe in like a faint whisper? <laughs> Tell us the details. <laughs> yeah, certainly in a faint whisper and with a grain of salt, of course. We've seen kind of these rebounding numbers uh, uh, sometimes to only see that they're temporary. Uh, we're still in kind of a, a global economic slump as it is. Uh, so we'll have to see until the end of the year. That's what experts are saying anyway. Uh, but this is the first time that both exports and trade balance achieved uh, positive results in 20 months. So it's uh, been a minute. Now, government data shows exports moved up 5.1% on year to $55 billion last month. The trade surplus was at $1.64 billion. Now, the main factor behind the uh, export growth was the improved performance of semiconductors after reaching a low point in the first quarter. Uh, there was also an improvement in exports to China as well. China's exports in October surpassed $10 billion for the third consecutive month. Now, the government anticipates that this trend of export growth and trade surplus will continue early next year. Now, it cites that key export items like semiconductors, uh, automobiles, ships and general machinery are all showing uh, positive momentum. The robust gains from cars came on the back of strong demand mm. from uh, North uh, America and Europe, especially for SUVs and eco-friendly models. Korean car makers have been doing quite well in terms of EV exports. They've become quite popular overseas. Um, they're kind of dwindling in popularity here in South Korea, but that's just a general kind of uh, lowering of sentiment uh, for EVs at the moment because electricity prices have been uh, increasing recently. Now, other major winners include ships as well, which is another 
uh, major export item of Korea, with their exports more than doubling on year in October to reach just under $3 billion. Now, the government believes that the export positive trend will continue for the time being and is prioritizing policies uh, to maintain the upward momentum. But experts also positively evaluate the recovery signs, but they do caution uh, that it could be temporary. So they are saying that we need to wait until the end of the year to uh, mm. get a, um, a more definite kind of picture of the trend. All right. This is, uh, meanwhile, the Fed uh, still has an option to hike the rates. One more time, that is before the year end. This is our fifth keyword of the day. Fed rate freeze. But wait for it. The Federal Reserve has held interest rates at a 22-year high, but kept open the possibility of further monetary tightening. What's the latest, Adam? That's right. Uh, so the benchmark interest rate uh, by the Fed is unchanged at five and a quarter to five and a half percent. This is the second time, in fact, in a row that the Fed has held rates steady. Uh, this was in line with the uh, market expectations as inflation indicators continue to slow down. Uh, U.S. Treasury yields also rose. Now, the main reason for the Fed's rate freeze was the declining trend of inflation, which the Fed considers uh, considers as a key indicator the core consumer price index slowed down to just over four percent year on year in september another factor that i mentioned uh, was the uh, soaring of u.s treasury yields which have a similar effect as the fed's interest rate hikes in terms of financial tightening now the market expects that the fed will also freeze the interest rate at the last fomc meeting to be held in December. However, some experts do predict that there might be one more kind of baby step, a quarter percentage point hike by the end of the year, considering mm -hmm. that inflation is still well above the Fed's target of 2%. Now, the Fed's interest rate freeze kept the US-Korea interest rate gap uh, at two percentage points at the upper limit as well. The Bank of Korea also froze its benchmark rates interest uh, uh, benchmark interest rates at three and a half percent last month. So um, we'll have to see if the Bank of Korea does uh, follow suit uh, with the Fed, uh, if it does maintain that gap or try to narrow it down. Of course, a widening gap is bad news in terms of uh, trade uh, yeah. and um, uh, the Korean economy uh, as well. So yeah, we'll have to see uh, how things play out uh, by the end of the year. Thank you very much, Adam. We'll see you again tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.